Welcome to the Nourish, Eat, Repeat podcast, helping people who want to improve their health and change their mindset around food so they can live the life they were designed and called for. I am your host, Adrian Delgado, and in this podcast, I'll give you step-by-step action plans to reach your health goals, as well as my favorite recipes I know you and your family will enjoy. Let's get started. Welcome back to another episode. As you know, my name's Adrian. I am one of seven registered dietitians at Body Metrics Health and Wellness Services. And we are an outpatient nutrition practice that helps our clients with weight management, disease management, disease prevention, sports nutrition, and eating disorders. So anything that has a nutrition component, our team is ready and excited to help you. Most people don't realize that their health insurance covers nutrition counseling. So if this is something that you are interested in pursuing and learning more about, I absolutely invite you to reach out to us. Um, Our website is a great way to do that, bodymetricshealth.com. And we would be happy to assist you in reaching your goals. Now, some of the exciting things that, you know, in addition to our one-on-one counseling, Uh, is we have started back with our corporate events and our corporate lunch and learns. And um, also, we have been doing a lot with sports nutrition and meeting with local teams and helping our students, athletes, create a competitive edge through their nutrition counseling. I'm always teaching our student athletes, you know, if you want more power, more speed, uh, more strength, that comes from nutrition in addition to your exercise. It's not just one, it's putting the two together. And so it has been a lot of fun being able to meet with athletes and help them achieve their goals. And then one thing that we're super excited about with something that's going to be coming to our office soon is cooking demonstrations. So if you are looking for new ideas in the kitchen, maybe you're not a seasoned chef and, you know, boiling water is a struggle for you. We're going to teach you some great healthy recipes that you can make uh, for busy weeknights if you're running kids around uh, for you know, specific health conditions like diabetes or cholesterol, uh, hypertension, you know, what are some recipes that taste good and that you can make in your own home? Uh, Even college students going back to school and having to feed themselves and want to branch out beyond ramen. Uh, We can help you with that. So that's a service we're looking to include very, very soon. And if you have any interest in that, um, please reach out and let us know. Or if you have any ideas Um, I know for us, our garden is in full swing, so I'm hoping to use a lot of fresh produce, literal farm to table in our demonstrations. So um, I invite you to join us for those. Today, we're going to talk all about picnics and parties and social gatherings. Let's be honest. It's not the day-to-day, mundane, Monday through Friday that trips us up when it comes to nutrition. It's the holiday gatherings, it's the picnics, it's the parties. It is all of those social events that include food 
And when I say include food, I mean includes a lot of food, a lot of options, uh, and also maybe some higher caloric foods or treats or foods special to the occasion. That's what trips people up. And for a lot of my clients, there's a lot of confusion, a lot of stress, and a lot of anxiety over making the best choice. And I want to take all that away today. I want you to go into that picnic, maybe it's that 4th of July picnic, with confidence that you know exactly what you're doing and you know that you are making the best decision for you in that moment. So let's talk about that for a second because I think for many of us, we have this idea that there is only one right way to do things and that could not be further from the truth right? I have clients that are vegan that are making great choices. I have clients that eat all foods that are making great progress. Like there is no one right way to do this. It's really what feels good in your body. And if we would be a little less focused on what everybody else is doing and more focused on what feels good in our body, what foods, what portions, what combinations, I think we would all be in a better place. And really that comes down to mindfulness, paying attention to what you're doing in the moment and how you feel afterwards. If you ate just for those reasons alone, most of the weight management concerns would go away. But we get sidetracked and we get distracted by these diets that promise these huge claims. And if you just do it my way, then you will see results. Well, you know what? We've done some of those diets and some of them didn't work. Or they were so super restrictive that the minute we were finished with them, we rebounded and went the opposite direction. It is rare that when I see a new client in my office and I ask them, what diets have you tried in the past? The answer is none. Most of them give me a long list that I need two or three lines to write all the things that they have tried. And every time they try a new diet, they trust themselves and their body a little less because clearly I don't know what to do and I need somebody else to teach me. Well, today I'm going to teach you. I'm going to teach you how to listen to your body and how to make the right decision for you in the moment. Not only is it important for you to make that right decision in the moment, but I also want you to think about how are you going to feel afterwards? You know, for a lot of us, we're willing to deal with the consequences. Oh, I know I overate. I'm going to stuff myself, but, you know, I'll pay for it the rest of the night and then I'll just get back on track tomorrow. Like, why? How about you just feel good all the time? And that doesn't mean only eating healthy foods. That can be eating a variety of foods. You have that right, by the way. You have the right to enjoy a variety of foods at a picnic, no matter what your weight is. And you have the right to eat mindfully and figure out what foods feel good in your body, irregardless of how anybody else feels or anybody else's opinions about the foods you're eating. It's not about them. It's about you and your experience. That's the only person you should be concerned about. But in order to do that well, we have to be mindful. 
And mindfulness, again, is just paying attention. When you put it that way, it actually sounds really simple. I just need to pay attention. I don't need a long list of rules of do's and don'ts and swap out this and and make sure I eat a big, huge meal before I go because I won't be able to trust myself around these other foods. So clearly, I'm going to have to punish myself and just hope that nobody comes at me with food. That doesn't sound like fun. My goodness, we have just gone, what, two years without seeing our loved ones for, you know, holidays And now we're going to go to parties and not eat and enjoy moments with other people? Like, I love parties. I love picnic foods. That doesn't mean I eat everything there. But at some point, you're going to have to learn to trust yourself. And we learn that method by being mindful. Doesn't that sound like more positive than giving you a list of 10 or 11 things of things you can't do? Let's start talking about what you can do. I know for my GI patients, right? You know, if they're struggling with IBS or colitis or gastroparesis or any of those medical conditions, you know, they're, they know the list of what they can't do. They've seen the list a hundred different times. Where they get frustrated is nobody's giving them a list of what they can do, right? Tell me what I can do. That sounds so much more fun than what I can So let's talk about what you can do and how you can be more mindful and how this holiday you can actually enjoy yourself and feel really proud of the decisions you made. All right, so let's talk about that. Tip number one, and you've heard this before, but let's talk about it in a different way, is walk around that table first. Before you even think about picking up that plate, I want you to just do a nice stroll around the table. I want you to see what's available. I want you to think about the different foods that are offered and how different portions of those foods may feel in your body. For me, I'm even doing a lap around the dessert table before I do a lap around the buffet table because I want to know, is there anything on this dessert table that I really want? Because that might impact what I put on my plate at the regular food table. I don't see anything wrong with that. I want to make my best decisions so I feel good. So I'm not dealing with guilt or overstuffed feelings in my stomach afterwards. I want to feel good. I want to feel confident. I want to know that I can go into a party and completely do what is best for me in that moment. So you walk around the table, not as a punishment, not as a, oh, I can't have that. Oh, I really want that, but I can't have that, can't have that as a way of looking to see what is going to feel best to me in this moment and also beyond that moment. I was reading a study and it said that when we eat comfort foods or we eat foods to, um, for our emotional needs, they really only work for about three minutes. Like three minutes? That's horrible. Like give me at least 30, <laughs> but three, oh dear. So Yeah. Think about the foods you're eating. Yes, they may feel good to you now, but will they make you feel good later? You know, and sometimes we just want to feel good now. We don't care about later. And sometimes we care more about later. So think about what is the best decision for you in that moment. Walk around the table when there's no pressure. 
right? When you go down that buffet line and you're holding that plate in your hand and you've got all these people behind you just waiting for you to let go of that spoon so they can grab the spoon next, you start just putting things on your plate because it feels rushed, right? It's like when you're at the grocery store and you're loading all your stuff up on the belt and the person behind you is patiently waiting their turn, but yet you feel rushed like you've got to get everything on the belt as soon as possible because you don't want to let the person behind you wait longer than necessary. Do some of that work ahead of time so you're not making poor decisions in the moment because of feeling rushed. Okay, so that's tip number one. Tip number two, we're still going to organize our plate. Now you know that I like to teach the quarter, quarter, half plate division rule. Quarter of your plate protein, quarter of your plate starch, half your plate vegetable. I teach that because it's a nice balance of nutrients, but it also feels really good in my stomach. Like I'm not overly stuffed when I eat that way. It allows for me to enjoy a variety of foods in a portion that feels good to my body. But I want you to think about what portion of foods feel good in your body, right? When there's balance on your plate, there's no guilt. There can't be. It's when we're unbalanced is where we have the guilt afterwards. And I don't want you wasting time after a party feeling guilty or feeling shamed. Like, honestly, there's so much better things we can occupy our time with. Guilt and shame should not be one of them. So think about what is a good balance for you when you put it on your plate that it allows for you to enjoy a variety of foods, but also feel good. You know how much I love those red solo plates. You know how much I love them because they're divided by quarter, quarter, half. (laughs) And so when I need a little help with boundaries, those red solo plates can be really, really helpful. Now, speaking of plates, my third tip is always to make sure you're eating off of a plate and not picking. How often do you get to picnics or party situations where you don't feel like getting a plate for four pretzel sticks? So you're just going to go into that basket and grab a handful because it's just easier that way. And then you can stand there and talk to your friends and, and not have to worry about getting another plate and throwing another plate away. The problem with not getting a plate is you always tend to grab more than you intend. You grab more because you're not paying attention. Usually you're grabbing so that you don't have to sit down. You're trying to take that out of the equation because you're having a conversation with somebody or you're trying to multitask. But before you know it, those four pretzel sticks turn into 40 by the end of the day and you're wondering why your stomach doesn't feel so good. So my third tip is to always grab a plate if you're going to eat something. Do not just pick out of the basket or out of the bag. It's no different than eating out of the bag at home. The only difference is you're in a different environment and sometimes you're doing it standing up. Or you're, you're sitting around the table and you've got baskets of food in front of you and you're just kind of picking out of them. So that actually brings me to tip number four is socialize away from the food. Guys, the best thing about picnics and parties is being with people that you enjoy and, and talking to people and, and hanging out with them and learning something new and having fun. 
And food can be a part of that, but it doesn't need to be all of it. Food doesn't have to be from start to finish. Women especially, we like to socialize around the food. We will have finished a meal and then we will sit around the table with all the food in hand and we will just pick, even though we've just had a whole complete meal. Men do a better job at this. They have their meal and then they walk away. They go and, you know, play games or do something with the kids, but they usually get up and go somewhere else. And women, we just tend to sit and talk and pick. So I'm just going to encourage you at the next time you're at a party is just try to socialize away from the food. Pay attention to the people that you're talking to. Ask important questions. Get to know them better without eating a ton of pretzel sticks from your hands. (laughs) See how it impacts your conversation. See how much better you feel. Just a thought. All right. Now, another thing you can do, this is actually before the picnic, is you can ask your host or hostess the menu ahead of time. I honestly don't see anything wrong with this. If you're concerned about what's going to be offered and if it's going to fit with your dietary needs, you can always ask. And how you're going to get away with it is you're going to ask what you can bring to the party. What food are you going to contribute? If they let it up to you, you can listen to the other items that are going to be brought and you can bring something to complement it. All right. Remember, if the foods that you're going to are not the ones you want to eat, then bring something that you want to eat. I always find it humorous that when I go to parties, nobody asks me to bring dessert and I can make good desserts. But nobody asks me to bring them. They usually ask me to bring a salad or vegetables, which I'm more than happy to do because then I know they're available. I've been to way too many parties where vegetables are not even offered. So even if I was asked to bring dessert, I still might bring vegetables too, just to make sure that I can balance my plate in a way that feels good to my body. But rather than complain that you're going to a party and there's nothing to eat, well, no, there is plenty to eat. It's not, it's just not food you want to eat. Then bring it. I'd much rather have a guest bring something and be happy and enjoy themselves than complain about the foods I offered and have them be miserable. But we like to pretend this is all out of our control. No, none of it's out of your control. You can bring something healthy. Let's say though you go to a party and there is nothing healthy that you want to eat. Nothing that feels good in your body. Well, you may not always get to control the what is that is offered, but you can always the control the how much. I kind of messed up the way I said that, so let's do it again. You may not always get to control the what, but you can always control the how much. Okay? And if you know even know ahead of time that there's not going to be anything offered, then you can go ahead and eat something before the party. So that way you're not miserable and hungry on top of it. (laughs) All right. Now, one of the tips that I like to always recommend is choose homemade foods over store-bought. Now, there's two reasons why. Number one, it does minimize 
a lot of the options offered. A lot of people have really great intentions of making something homemade, and then they realize they run out of time, and so they have to run to the store and grab something. I've done it myself. I remember one time I signed up for dessert. <laughs> See, this is probably why people don't ask me to bring dessert. And um, I just ran out of time. And so we stopped at the grocery store and threw a bunch of cookies in a Tupperware container, passed them off as our own. And that was that. And sometimes that happens, right? But you and I both know that store-bought cookies are not as good as homemade cookies, and if you really are looking for an opportunity to enjoy the foods that are offered, go for the ones that are homemade. Skip over the store-bought ones. They're not special. You can get them at the grocery store any time of the year. Opt for the ones that are actually going to taste good. And you'll notice that when you enjoy a food and you slow down and you savor it, you actually don't need a ton of it. You don't need large portions of it. I had a client this week that told me the two most important bites of any one particular dish are the first and the last. Those are the two most important ones. So she's like, you don't need like 13 in between. Sometimes you just need two, the first and the last. I was listening to a podcast this week and the guy recommend, you know, take that first bite, hold it in your mouth, suck out every ounce of flavor, savor it. And on the second bite, enjoy it, but realize it wasn't as good as the first bite. And that tip right there can help you portion control some of those favorite foods. Notice it didn't say you're not allowed to eat any more of it. It didn't say you can't have it in the first place. It just said, enjoy it if you're going to eat it. For a lot of us, we're so focused on that next bite that we're not even enjoying the bite that is in our mouth in the moment. When is the last time you tasted your food? You can go a whole meal and not taste a single bite, which sounds very baffling and interesting and intriguing at the same time. Think about that. You can go an entire meal without tasting a single bite. I know I've done it. And I'm sure if I've done it, some of you have done it too. So let's do things different. If you're going to put something on your plate, make sure that you're tasting it. Hold it in your mouth. Extract every ounce of flavor if it's not the experience you want, you have permission to move on. You don't even have to finish it. I think that's where I used to get stuck. I used to, you know, well, I've told the story before. I would load my plate up and then I would visualize, or not visualize, that's not the right word. I would assess the plate from my least to my most favorite. Even if it was all foods that I chose to be on there, I would still order them from least to most favorite. And I would eat the least favorite first because I wanted to end on that high note. But more times than not, I was getting full before I even got to the best, which then would lead to overeating because I didn't even get to the best part yet and I'm not going to cut out early. Um, but the other thing that I noticed is I wouldn't move to the next food until the first food was finished. 
even if I didn't like it, I would still finish it before I would move on to the next part of my plate. Why? Why? If you're not enjoying it, you don't have to finish it. If you are not getting the experience that you want from a food, move on. Move on. All right. So let's review a little bit. We talked about walking around that table, organizing your plate, only eating from a plate. We talked about asking the menu ahead of time. We talked about socializing away from the food. And we talked about choosing homemade over store-bought foods. All right. So another thing that we can talk about is alternating your beverages with water. So whether you're picking an alcoholic beverage, whether you're picking iced tea or lemonade or juices, any type of beverage that you may want to consume, I just want you to alternate it with water. Now, you may think that that's not fun. (laughs) And I like to go to parties and not only have all this food, but all these drinks too. And if that's what you really want to do, go for it. I just noticed for me personally, when I drink too many sugary beverages or when I drink too much alcohol in a row, I don't feel good. I don't feel good in the moment and I don't feel good afterwards. I feel bloated. I feel overstuffed. I feel sometimes with a headache, um, exhausted. That's another one. I get tired really fast. Jim will tell you that one. He always likes, tries to cut me off. Not that I'm a big drinker. I may drink one or two, but if I ever get into a situation where we're somewhere for a long amount of time and I want to have something beyond two, he's like, no, remember you get so tired and you'll fall asleep. And he's absolutely right. So again, pay attention to not only how food feels in your body, but how different beverages feel in your body. Okay. Again, it's not a punishment. You can't have more than two drinks. You can't have a lemonade. You can only drink water when you go to a party. Now, just pay attention to how the foods and drinks feel in your body. Also notice when you start drinking more sugar, does that keep you looking for more sources of sugar the rest of the evening? Are you chasing your blood sugars then the rest of the night? You know, for a lot of us, we pick and pick and pick on high sugar foods and then we pick on high sugar drinks. And then before we know it, our blood sugar is up and it's down and it's up and it's down and we're exhausted and we don't feel good. So instead of going in telling yourself you can't do this and you can't do that and you can't do all the things, just pay attention to how your body feels. Focus on making the decisions that allow you to feel your best. All right. I got one more tip for you. And it's playing a game. You know how much I'm competitive and how much I love games. If you're looking for that extra boost, how can you take your nutrition to the next level when you're at a picnic or party? All I want you to do is play the game, eat the rainbow. Simple enough. Try to make sure that there is something red on your plate, something orange, something yellow, something green, and something blue or purple. Aim for five colors on your plate. Visually, it's going to look a lot more attractive and a lot more appealing, um, but you'll also be getting a 
plethora, we'll use that word, a plethora of nutrients, uh, which is going to give you energy and help you feel your best. And if those blue and purple are in the form of blueberries and blackberries at the end of the picnic on some type of cobbler or topped with vanilla ice cream, then okay, if that's what you want to do. I am not the food police. I am not here to judge your decisions. And you are not the food police either. Remember, come at it from a place of curiosity versus a place of judgment and watch how your view on food, watch how your relationship with food improves, watch how your body image improves. When you come from a place of kindness and curiosity and awareness versus shame and condemnation and guilt, it's a game changer. All right, guys, that's what I have for you today. Your recipe is actually one that I heard um, on that same podcast where I talked to you about the guy who said, hold it in your mouth for um, a long time and then realize how the second bite doesn't taste as as good. Uh, he actually gave a recipe, very, very simple. It's three ingredients. So you're going to take a um, bowl of mixed berries. So I love the four, strawberries, raspberries, blackberries, and blueberries. My favorite berry of all time is the black raspberry, and they are everywhere right now, all around our property, and I love them. One of my favorite uh, desserts growing up was black raspberry pie. You can't find that everywhere, but it is delicious. But I'm not giving you a black raspberry pie recipe. Um, So I want you to get a bowl of mixed berries. And then in another small bowl, I want you to mix up a little bit of mascarpone cheese and Cool Whip. And just, um, you know, a tablespoon of each or two tablespoons of each. And I want you to mix that up and then go ahead and top your berries with it. And it's such a light and refreshing dessert, uh, especially over the summer when it's hot and you just want that little bit of sweetness to complete the meal. Um, but you also want something that's going to taste delicious and healthy too. So that is your recipe. All right, guys, it has been so much fun being with you this week. I hope you all have a wonderful holiday and have a fabulous week and I'll see you next time. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Nourish Eat Repeat podcast. If you found this episode helpful, please rate, review, and share with others so we can reach and help more people. For more information about nutrition, how to work with a dietitian, or about any of our programs, visit our website at bodymetricshealth.com. You can also find us on socials. We're on Instagram and Facebook at bodymetricshealth. The book Nourish Eat Repeat is available on our website and Amazon in both paperback and ebook versions. Once again, I'm Adrian Delgado, and I'll see you next week.